I always think to myself, wouldn't it be funny if I was like the guy who was eaten by a tiger at the zoo, right? Or, or something like that, some kind of like dramatic. So I think I'd want to be the guy that saved you from being eaten by a tiger at the zoo. Human creativity is an unbelievable force. But for every great invention and idea that's designed with a clear purpose, there are several shots in the dark that seemingly come out of nowhere. Connecting unrelated dots, meeting unnecessary needs, leading our species in questionable directions. What's even more amazing is that many of these quests and creations have become amongst the most adopted elements of the modern age. In this podcast, we explore these terrible ideas and present some thoughts on what potentially sparked them and examine what we think made them work. Welcome to Terrible Ideas. to Terrible Ideas, the podcast where we look at ideas that people at one point thought were good ideas, but we reanalyze them to see if they are in fact are terrible ideas. Is that a good way of saying it? I, I would say you've nailed it. You've just nailed exactly what this podcast is about in, in the, as few words as possible. Well, we've we've been doing this for two years now, and, and I um, I I can never remember how we phrase it every time. No, uh, and and it's that's it's like um, it's like bits and bytes. You never know; it's a whole new handful every single time. It is, um, and we were just talking before this started about um, how we're putting things up on Twitter occasionally and seeing how people respond to the ideas that kind of float across quickly. And we were talking about the gorilla glue glue thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what were your thoughts on that quickly? Well, I think just to explain for those who may have missed it, like I did for the first 72 hours of the news cycle, a, a young woman used gorilla glue instead of hairspray, right? And, and her hair and ended up going to the hospital. Yeah. Okay. So is like... I can understand how she got mistaken by it because the 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 hair stuff she was using before was called gorilla something, and yeah. maybe it was gorilla goo. It was gorilla goo, I think. Actually, I, I think it was actually. It was got to be gorilla goo, goo or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, "Hey, I'll try this one. It looks like a hairspray container," and she caused permanent damage to her head. Oh. Well, I don't think we should even judge whether it was a good idea or not. We all know. Do you think people are, people have been very interested in this. Do you think, and they've been laughing at it, I guess, in many ways. Do you think it's because of like the, I don't know, the cultural voyeurism of seeing people in situations you are not in? Do you think that's what it is or? This this particular story or like, you mean, do you think that people are getting something out of it because of that? I'm, I'm not sure I'm following you. No, what I'm trying to understand is why is that story interesting? Like, is it because people are like, like, haha, misfortune? Or are they thinking like, wow, that's so stupid. I would never do that, even though they probably would. 
or isn't it like the car crash or the the train derailing like you can't look away isn't that kind of the idea with this story it's like oh oh uh, you know whenever i was acting out of what what i whenever i pass by a derailed derailed train i usually do look away i don't well and i've never actually seen a derailed train in real life thankfully i think it'd be horrendous but a car crash. We've seen people crash. We go, oh my God, right? And you want to make sure everyone's okay. And But then you kind of was, whereas you've seen it and you're like, oh, that doesn't look so good, but you like take a closer look at it. It's that, a, isn't that what, what's happening with this Gorilla Glue girl? And also I think there's, there is an element of the fact that it's Gorilla Glue Girl, like that alliteration of GGG. Yes. I, I think that actually, it, it makes the, the media story really pop. Right, as, a, as opposed to like a Elmer's. What's that? If it was Elmer's fastening agent. Right, or, or if it was, like, it, it's not just that it's, it, I think it's the, the fact that the product by itself has a silly name, Gorilla Glue, right? Yeah. Gorillas aren't involved in this glue, but I think the idea is that gorillas are so strong and it's so strong that the glue can make gorillas not tear it apart. Isn't that what it is? Uh, I never really thought about that. I just thought, I thought gorillas are supposed to be very strong uh, and therefore the glue is strong. Right, that's what I mean. Okay. I didn't get into, they couldn't tear it apart. They're, it's not so strong that a gorilla couldn't. It's just, it's that it's as strong as a gorilla. And we're assuming it's tear apart. It could be the gorilla's teeth. Gorillas also True. can't bite it apart. I think, look, I've done a lot of stupid things in my life, accidental, somewhat intentional, uh, verbal. I feel badly for this woman because I don't think she set out to kind of say, hey, maybe I'll try this glue spray. It was an accident. And now she's got this horrible, uh, is it like, or is, her, is her scalp ruined or is she gonna be able to grow her hair back? How bad is it? Is the real damage, the physical damage to her head? Because you you could fix that, I think, in like whatever magic surgeries they use. Or is the damage to her reputation? No matter what happens in life, this person, for however long that person lives for, will be known as Gorilla Glue Girl. Yeah, and that's the kind of crappy thing about our society. The Star Wars kid, there's, you know... There's every kind of, it's a flat, the, the only saving grace is, it's also a flash in the pan. But it's a pretty it's, big pan and it's a pretty big flash. And it's uh, like, it, it's a big flash in a pan, right? Like it, it's in, in a world where no one can leave their house, especially. Like, <laughs> like this, this, if I say Gorilla Glue Girl to anyone I pass by today, they'll know who I'm talking about. And in their head, they'll see that little, like, that YouTube clip of her sitting there with those giant eyes looking at the camera being like, I can't believe it. I haven't seen the video. I've only read about it. But even without seeing it, you know what it is. Yeah. It's a person looking at the camera being like, I'm so confused. How did this happen? It's a Gorilla Glue. And I like, like. So my, my guess is, you know, Ellen will have her on the show and 
you know, like most of these big social media stars or moment flashes and pans end up on a show like Ellen. Sure, but like, and then, but what happens to them after that? Like what well, happens to these people? Like, Anton, it, remember Anton Dodson, the, uh, the bed intruder guy? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, the bedroom intruder. Yeah, yeah. yeah you climb in your window. Yeah. Um, so that guy, that, that, that story is, you know, 10 years old, give or take. Yeah. What happened to him? I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. I can tell you that, uh, you know, like for these young folks, like the, whatever, I forget the name of the kid back at it again in the white vans. Remember that one? You wearing the, uh, they, they ended up uh, on Ellen and they got like a surfboard and a lifetime supply of vans. And then they, they probably went back to school and started living their life. It's over. My, my favorite of all of these flashes and pans, um, my favorite flash. The, my the favorite. flashiest of all the pans or the no, pantiest of all the flashes? So I was in New Zealand and there was a guy, I was in New Zealand and somewhere some, someone said neck minute and everyone started laughing and I'm like, huh? Because I had no idea what it was. Anyways, there's a, there's a viral video that really circulated in New Zealand and Australia called Neck Minute, N-E-K-M-I-N-N-I-T, right? And it's, uh, it's basically just this man talking about how he left his uh, skateboard at the dairy and next minute, um, it, it was broken or something like that. But next minute he pronounces Neck Minute. And that became like a very big meme, but only in that part of the world. Uh -huh. So what's really interesting about that kind of stuff is that when you're not exposed to the environment around it, so I had just kind of parachuted in there for a second and yeah. I had no, everyone's cracking up. They're like, neck minute, neck minute. And I'm like, huh? And then I look at all the t-shirts and they're like, neck minute. <laughs> everyone's wearing the next minute. Yeah, and I had no idea what it was saying even, right? Or what it meant. And so I'm trying to, I was trying to decode the meme without knowing what it was. And eventually I asked a friend and, and they were like, oh yeah, it's this thing. And I saw it and I'm like, and then it made sense to me. I came back to Canada and I told some friends about it. And now they're all saying neck minute. <laughs> um, well, I, I think, I look, I, I, I would not want to be the Mac Minute or the Gorilla Goo girl, but um, I hope for their sanity that it moves quickly. Because honestly, there's nothing I can imagine worse than all of a sudden someone going, hey, are you the blah, blah, blah guy that did the blah, blah, blah? I'm like, no. If you, if you were to be stuck in something like that, what would you want it to be for? If you were to be known as, oh my God, that's the guy who blank, what would you want that blank to be? Like saving someone's life. Like, not that I, I've, I've only saved my wife's life a couple of times, you know, she stepped out in front of cars and I pulled her out in front and then this was in Ottawa along the freeway or whatever along the, I forget the name of this. The, sure. sure the the name. Anyways, it doesn't matter where it was. Uh, she has an, a knack for stepping out in front of traffic. <laughs> but but even, even if you do things like that, you're still known for one thing. Like 
the 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 guy Captain Sully who like landed the plane in the Hudson. Yeah. yeah. He's always known as the guy who did that. He might have done a million other things of good and bad. But yeah. he's known for that one thing. What's yeah. the one thing you want to be known for? It, it, ideally, saving someone's life? Oh, wait. But so I have control over this? Like I can choose? Like no, It's, it's going to happen no matter what. But like, I always think to myself, wouldn't it be funny if I was like, I don't know what the, if I was the guy who was eaten by a tiger at the zoo. Right or or something like that, some kind of like dramatic. So I think I'd want to be the guy that saved you from being eaten by a tiger at the zoo. And with that, welcome <laughs> to terrible ideas. Uh, all right, I, I do have a couple. I, I or let me just uh, bring one of my ideas up, and I think I think you're not gonna like. I think you're gonna like this terrible idea. I think meaning I think you're gonna agree with me, but I shouldn't lead the witness, right? No. Um, here's my terrible idea that I'm going to put forward for the idea for today, which is that, you know, in getting ready for this podcast just today, uh, I always have things before I'm working on things. I actually have a meeting just before and what happens, there's a pop-up, a notification comes up on my screen and, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, that notifications and the wide, the widespread use of notifications in general, bad, terrible idea. They actually distract and because you now have the opportunity to have so many things in your calendar that all that happens all day long is notification, 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 calendar notification, LinkedIn notification, uh, Facebook notification, Daniel notification, you have your own app now, by the way, Thanks. and and all of these notifications just are cloud your 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 mind, and don't allow you to focus on the thing at hand, even if you've got ten minutes left on on that hand to focus. So time is kind of like a free range chicken; it just goes around and lives its life, and notifications are ways of um not they're literally notify they're like signposts they're saying hey go this way or hey you could go this way but you yeah. don't have to um so you can always ignore the notification they're not like forced which which actually is one of the reasons why i thought about it is the number of notifications daily that i dis disregard means they're not working and why have them so what if, instead of notifications, what if they had forced choice? Like what, what if your entire <laughs> life was like a choose your adventure book where it would be like, okay, it's 10 o'clock. Do you want to talk to Daniel or, you know, jump on that train? So I, I'd love that if I could just flip a few pages forward to see what happens. Like, is it another choice or is it an absolute dead end where I have to die and start over again? But life is always about choices. And so all notifications are, is they're giving you the suggested choice. And notifications also have this kind of built-in thing where it's like, they're almost, they, they're kind of preachy. They say like, hey, you know, you should do this. Hey, you know, um, like, hey, there's this thing, you should check it out. Hey, there's this thing. Um, they're never like, um, also, what if notifications were color-coded 
So red ones were really important. Like red ones were like, you know, don't forget colonoscopy or like some important thing, right? But but like ones that were less red, uh, you'd call it pink even, were maybe it's not even only red, they have multiple colors. Red, green, and yellow? Like kind like of like a stop sign or a yeah. trough plate? I, I, I don't know how you'd do it. Like the user experience here would be very difficult to figure out, but there must be a way to make notifications not into a, um, a kind of annoying suggestion and more into either a forced choice. But I love your choose your own adventure idea. And I think that there is enough technology and AI in the world that you could literally go to that pop-up and click it, right? The notification that pops up and you click it and you say, accept or reject. And you say, reject. And then as you hit it, reject, it goes, if you reject right on right proposal, yeah, it will require you to find two hours another day this week, and you've already you're already pretty full. Are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, reject. Fair enough. Fine. Good luck to you. You're going to be stressed later this week. So, so, so that that's one idea. Or you you build in a charge for it. So it's like, hey. Here's a suggestion. Uh, you have a meeting at 10 o'clock with Nick or for $3, you can skip that meeting. And the $3 goes to like some really good charity. I love that idea. Penal well, that's kind of, that, that's a great idea that you, you, you get penalized. It's like the swear jar, but for sticking to your calendar. You actually call the app swear jar. Brilliant. This might be the best idea that's come out of terrible ideas. And then where does the money go though? Like where does the well, swear jar money go? It goes to buying candy, doesn't it? Well, it really is up to you. You can, um, it can be forced savings or you can be forced giving, right? That like it can, and you can choose as you, as you enter your, as you sign onto the app, you go, can put the money into your account or you can put the money into the United Nations fund of uh, sustainable development goals, or you can choose it for the United Nations or, I mean, United Way or whatever it is. Did you have a swear jar when you were a kid? No, fuck no. Yeah, that's what I was thinking also. Did, did you have a, did your kids have a swear jar? No, they didn't swear until much later. In the, I, like, because my wife's a bit of a trucker on the phone with, at work. Yeah, and like, I think also like when I was a kid, um, I remember in kindergarten, someone told me about these things called square words. I was like, square words, that's crazy. Turns out they were swear words. Oh. Um, but the but nowadays, like every piece of media um, exposes people to some of the most vile language, right? Yeah. And it's so, commonplace. Well, look, I, I'm not sure how you feel about this notifications if you think it's a terrible idea or not you haven't convinced me otherwise i think notifications are i think the the prevalence of notifications being um being uh what's the word uh, the fact that you can't differentiate between serious notifications and casual notifications yes that's a detriment and i think also the fact that 
notifications are so prevalent and so frequently occurring that they all become ignored, that's also a detriment. So I think in their present state, notifications seem to be a terrible idea. Well, you know, it took uh, this whole conversation for you to summarize my perspective. So thank you. Excellent. Excellent. What do you, what, what, do, you have an, do you have a terrible idea you brought to the table today, Daniel? So yeah, I have a terrible idea. Uh, a, a, is it terrible or not? I don't know. But I've been thinking a lot about Clubhouse. And ah, yeah, I've been wanting to ask you. I've seen your name pop up uh, because of notifications. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no joke. Seriously. Yeah. Anyway. So, so Clubhouse, like the idea behind Clubhouse, I actually, I, I can go either way on this. Um, and so, okay, number one, I've used Clubhouse quite a bunch in the last couple months. Oh, right. Okay. Um, I, I find it really, it can be really interesting or it can be completely useless. And I think the, um, the interesting conversations I've really had have not been what I think they're gonna be. The best one I've had so far was listening to the rapper Soldier Boy talk about Bitcoin. Because huh. um, it was just an interesting interactive space to talk to a person who you wouldn't regularly communicate with. And when I say talk with, I was one of, you know, a couple hundred people in a room. Hmm. Um, but I got my voice into that room, right? Hmm. And I think Clubhouse is potentially a terrible idea, though, because it's a time suck. It's a... Um, it's kind of a space where it's full of self-promotion and um, a bunch of really kind of VC type angry people talking about why their idea is so good. And everyone starts off their kind of little spiel by saying, I'm so-and-so and here's what I do. I don't care, I just wanna hear your voice. I don't care where you come from, what you do, I can read that. Um, so I think there's, I'm trying to, to piece together my thoughts. I'm looking yeah. at your face. What, what, do you, what does your face say? Well, I haven't been able to figure it out. I know it's not complex. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's, you can go and talk to people and listen to ideas. It's like um, a 24-7 live TED conversation room, like big ideas. And my, my, what I haven't figured out, and I had people say, Nick, you should, based on what you do, you should go and start up a room. And I, and, and I've also read uh, from some other clients and, and colleagues that they've had, it's been a great lead gen tool for them to, and I haven't figured out how to do that. I was actually meaning to, you know, reach out to you going, how are you using it? So, okay, so, so I can't sit in judgment because I've barely scratched the surface. So the thing is, no one has scratched the surface. It's such a young kind of thing. It's yeah. less than a year old. Um, yeah. But there are a number of factors around it that I really like. I like the idea that it's that it's perceived invitation only. So everyone feels special they've been let in, but you're yeah. not really let in because everyone has an invitation and there's so many invitations. You get like, yeah. um, you get pretty much an endless loop of invitations you can send out. And then when you get invited, you feel special. So your first conversation, you're like, whoa, that's just, this is so interesting. It's so unique. But once that novelty wears off, where does it go, right? Then there's the, um, in my head, there's kind of three people on Clubhouse. There's the people who are hyping things up, either trying to sell their business, sell their services. Yeah. Number two is there are people who are just 
there to kind of shoot the shit with strangers. That's the most interesting to me. The ones who are just like talking about stuff. And then there's kind of the celebrity aspect where it's like a celebrity's in a room or like an Elon Musk or whatever. And you can you can interact with that person uh, in a way that feels intimate. It's not, but it feels like it is. Right, um, right. Most of the rooms and clubs I've seen are either 500 people where everyone's screaming or yet trying to get yeah. their words out, or it's like yourself and one friend. Right. And that's what I don't understand is, you know, how do, like, host, do you generate, we'll talk, take it offline about the business side of things, but I, I, I can't sit here and say it's a terrible idea because it's yet another time suck that I just haven't invested in, but I've had people go, you should try it. You should, it's, there's value in there. I'm like, okay. Okay. So there's no question there's value in there. And even yesterday, yesterday, just on a whim, I, around uh, whatever time it was in the afternoon, I started a room just to see what would happen. I gave it a title of something that was so basic. Um, I don't remember what the title was, but it was a really yeah. basic title. Yeah. And people started showing up. And then people I, that I personally knew started showing up too. And I thought that was really cool. And like, oh, nice. and the conversation was actually like, I thought really good. It was a uh, an old colleague from grad school who lives in Norway, and uh, it was yeah. cool. It was neat. Hey, do you want to? Uh, we should try something. Just to, we should take a podcast and we should do a terrible ideas room. We Let's should do, do a that. terrible ideas room uh, on Clubhouse. Yeah, we will. That that's that's our new plan. That's a great. Like, why not? Let's. That way we'll know if it's truly a terrible idea. Okay, so. So the only way we can find out whether a clubhouse is a terrible idea or not is by starting the terrible ideas clubhouse talk that we'll schedule. You and I will be host and we'll, we'll open it up to that's amazing. That's a yeah. good idea. And, and, and idea. my, my understanding is you can invite other people who are in the clubhouse room to say, do you have a, a, your thoughts on this terrible idea? So we'll come up with three terrible ideas and we'll ask people perspective. And if they have other ideas they want to add and they can share them with us. Yeah, and also for live for live podcasting, it's a really cool not even podcasting for live interaction. Um, yeah. I also love how it doesn't record. Uh, at least it doesn't record officially. You can oh. record it, but like, um, okay, yeah. so it can't be a live podcast because we can't share it afterwards. But it's just well, a you can because there's there's a way around that. But like, regardless, um, I like they do this live and temporary in nature because if yeah. you're not there, you miss it. And if you're not yeah. there, you, um, so like every time I talk about Clubhouse with someone else, their eyes sparkle open, which, huh. to, which to me means it's a good idea. All right. All right. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we say that next uh, Tuesday at 10, we do our terrible ideas clubhouse room instead next of this. Tuesday at 10, we're going to do a terrible ideas clubhouse room. Done. Yeah. All, All right. right. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, I'm assuming we don't do the Zoom. We'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. Oh, yeah, we could do the Zoom and then record it this way. Yeah, that's true. Oh, but then you can't, I never mind. I'll stop trying to figure things out. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. It'll be yeah. okay. I'm not sure if it's a terrible idea. Let's, let's come. So we're, the, the jury is, is, is out. Uh, and we'll, we will figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. Good. Okay. Awesome. Um,
Number three for what's our third terrible idea for the week? Do you want me to take one or do you want to take one? Uh, I'll save mine. I've got I've got a couple of others, but you take it. Okay, so there's this thing I saw, um, and I've never tried this, so I can't tell you if it's good or bad. But um, it's called Passport Fitness. Have you heard of this? No. Okay, so and again, I could be totally butchering this. And I could be sued for slander. So um, the caveat is, I don't know what I'm talking about here. However, let's assume I do. Um, there's a thing called Passport Fitness that's like a device that plugs into your, I guess, treadmill or a stationary bike and allows you to like do these famous kind of walks and hikes and it syncs in time with your, your bike or your okay. treadmill. So like, I, I don't know what the famous walks are, but like you can walk up a mountain or you can walk up a, and like, it seems very expensive. And it seems like it's, uh, the idea of being transported to another place while you're inside, I like, but the, the modality of doing it through a screen on a treadmill or a screen on a bike, I don't like. And like on Peloton, they do that also. And, but it's- I, I'm a little lost by this. I, 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 I don't so so okay let me just let, let let's just say what's the problem that it's supposed to solve it's supposed to solve great good, good way of putting it it's supposed to solve the idea of it's boring to be in your treadmill in your own basement okay so what's it supposed to do then transport you to a wonderful place in italy where you're climbing up the the side of cinque terre and like so it using your iPad or your laptop or a TV, it's broadcasting a perspective view, a POV? I, be I believe so. And I believe it sinks into your, your movements, right? So it's kind of, it's like VR without like really the R. Okay. So it's pa Passport, I think it's called Passport vir Virtual Active because I was trying to find it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, okay, interesting. I I am not uh, sure about this one. Um, so you know, on my on 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 the bike uh, on the Peloton, one of the first things I did was just for fun to try like a Great Ocean Road ride. Sure. Right. Because I love the idea of transporting myself somewhere that I'd love to be, especially during this time of COVID. Yeah. So uh, I guess I get what they're trying to do. Why is it a bad idea? Well, okay, so I've also on Peloton, I've done like the bicycle down the Vegas strip kind of thing. And, and like at the beginning, I'm like, wow, this is so cool, I can do this. And I'm like, this is the stupidest thing ever. I don't wanna be here. I, I don't wanna be told that I'm somewhere else where I am, when I am somewhere else. I wanna be transported emotionally and um you know it, it, i want to be sent into the world of uh, physical fitness but not into an actual world okay i i'm not making the argument very well here well i'm also not sure if uh i'm against it like i'm not like i i don't mind you know the idea of visiting a place i just what I'd really, here's what it would be great is if 
I'm on the hike or on the bike, whatever it is I'm doing, and I get to the top or I get halfway up, and this guy stops me. Right. And in virtual, and he's and he, but he speaks in such a thick accent, I don't understand him. Right. So we have a conversation, and then he he um hands me some like a fresh sandwich to eat. Or magic beans. Yeah. Or magic beans, whatever it is that makes the whole exchange memorable that I have to tell everybody, oh my God, you should see what happened to me on my bike or my walk today. Right. Well, well, that that's the thing. You you hit it right in the head. So what it's missing is is that one of the cool things about traveling is that you never know what's going to happen. Those those moments. So in the event that they could do that, like have like you know, you're stopped by a local who tells you about like the, but it, it's randomized. It doesn't happen always the same way. Uh, or- oh, no. I love it. I love the idea that you can connect with lonely people in these regions yeah. spontaneously. Uh, and it's like, but don't get me wrong. It's not like your, 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 your exercise stopped and now you've got, you know, Mike, in his basement zooming with you no no no, no. Right, like right, right. there's somebody on, on the great ocean road going hey how you doing what, what if you tie in a charity aspect you're hiking up the salt flats of bolivia and yeah. you come across a peasant farmer who's like i need so and so so i can start my farm up again and you're like well convince me otherwise and you stop for your walk for a second and he convinces you and then you like send him using like the magic of like financial technology you send him like enough money that he can start up his like coca farm or whatever it is and then yeah. you uh and then on your walk later on you see the progress of that farm you know one of the things that's dawning on me though daniel is like these some of these technologies like the one you talked about they may be terrible ideas because they're so early right like if you and I had tried an early version, and I mean really early version of Peloton, we may have gone like this, this, this is no good. Or, or we might've gone, I like it, but I wish, wish, wish that it would, you know, something like this would happen. And so, you know, the good, good businesses take that ideas, those ideas and continue to build very, very quickly. You're absolutely um, right. In, infancy of technology makes it bad. Um, yeah, you think about cell phones. We all carry cell phones on us now, which are essentially like the Star Wars, like transponder type things. They can do everything. And yeah. when you think about the first time you saw a cell phone, what was it? It was a clunky thing in my parents' friend's Mercedes or something like that that was tied into the car. Yeah, um, that cost like fifty dollars a minute to use. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. I don't know if it's a terrible idea. It's just, I think it's not a good idea yet. So you think there's promise in the idea of virtually transporting your exercise into someplace else? I think, uh, I think there is because uh, I love the idea of being able to take a trip somewhere and go on a hike somewhere or go on a bike ride somewhere or run, but it needs to have moments of interaction with locals otherwise what's the point yeah okay and also i'm thinking about peloton specifically um you're transported from wherever you are into this cool spin studio with these hipster instructors 
Yeah. I, I feel like I'm there. So that works for whatever. Yeah. Even, even when the, it's pre-recorded and they're speaking to the camera and going, uh, what is the one, what does she say? Think, no, I can, I am, I am, I can, I will, I do. I forget her name. That's her little mantra. And I'm like, that is a great mantra. She's speaking right to me. <laughs> no, uh, well, I, I love the scripting of, of those. I think yeah. they're, so, they're so well done. And like, yeah, I feel the same way. And also she's speaking to me, not to you. Also, um, the, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? We, we've taken this off the rails completely, but uh, in the end, the world is amazing. You know, I, I don't know if the rails, we've taken it off the rails. I think we've just widened them and we've shifted them. We've reconfigured them so they're no longer rails. It, it's very well put. Um, so let's see if we can do a live Terrible Ideas next Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, that sounds great. That's a good idea. That sounds like a great idea. Daniel, thank you. Thank you.